Welcome to Episode 4 of The Intentional TESOL. I'm your host, Katie Levin, and I'm here to reach out to Teachers of Owls to empower you to live an easier, more purposeful life as a teacher and parent so you can feel energized to handle it all. Today, I'm focused on co-teaching and all that the classroom teacher and ENL teacher bring to a classroom for integrated ENL instruction, which is the primary method of instruction for our multilingual learners used here in New York State. I challenge you to ask yourself the three questions at the end of this podcast to grow your professional mindset and act in an intentional way, a way that is specifically chosen to bring out the best of your learners while not overextending yourself because we're working together. So Stereotype number two is that the ENL teacher is just there to service the multilingual learners in the room. While it's true that I am there for the multilingual learners or because of the multilingual learners, I am a teacher first and foremost. I value working with any of the children in the room and I know that I can work with any of the children in my room. We all know as teachers we get into teaching because you never know how far your influence will grow, go, excuse me, (laughs) or grow. Um, But children just need love and they need attention. And that's, you know, part of having a second person in the room is a benefit to all those students in there, that they can get that extra love and that extra attention and that extra support. I'm there to support the curricular goals, especially in reading instruction, because I know that language is primarily acquired through reading, through interacting, and all those other research strategies we can get into another time. Back in the day, I heard about the teaching model in Finland. I don't know if you've heard about this, but they refer to their teachers more as diagnosticians, like a doctor, rather than actual teachers. They are there to see what the students know, guide the students, and um, fill in the gaps as they need to. And when I heard that presentation from a Fulbright scholar, it just blew my mind and really gave me a vision of what I see any teacher able to do. And that is, that is, how I look at my job is I'm a language development expert. I'm seeing where the students are successful and I'm seeing where they need to grow. And so I can help any child in that room and I love working with all the children in the classroom. I love um, doing guided reading groups and it's really been an area of strength for me. My focus is on academic English and how to push students at their instructional level. Vygotsky refers to this as the zone of proximal development. Krashen refers to it as I plus one, acknowledging where students are at and pushing them one step further. So how do I do this? Through reading, writing, speaking, and listening in a way that integrates grade level curriculum. Do I know everything? Absolutely not. Can I learn more? For sure. But we're all here doing the best that we can with the knowledge we currently have. What I don't know, I know I can research. I can ask others about it 
because I work with an incredible group of dedicated ENL teachers and extremely intelligent co-teachers. Or I can intuitively guess based on 10 years of experience doing ENL, almost 30 years of speaking another language, along with travel to more than 10 countries and the experiences along with all of that. My goal is to be theoretically driven while also rich in strategic action. What I do is evidence-based, but also creatively intuitive. It's focused on intentional choices by the teacher and the well-being of the learners. I know, that sounds like a huge balancing act, but you know what? It all matters. A very important person in my life right now is retiring. It's kind of sad for me that I won't see her almost every day next year. But her retirement speech really spoke to my heart. And it was focused on the fact that what you do matters. This is something that she and I have discussed countless times. There's no right or wrong way to do things as long as you're doing it with love in your heart. And the same is true for co-teaching. Co-teaching involves trust. A trust that develops over time, but is based on the fact that both of you are there for what's best for the students. A trust that you will do what you say you will when you say you will do it. <laughs> a trust that each other is the expert in what they do. A trust that sometimes we don't understand every nuance, but we have each other's backs. So let's... So what do we have in common? Well, we're both here to teach all students grade level curriculum in an inclusive classroom. We're all focused on content objectives. ENL teachers um, push the classroom teacher to also make sure we're focused on language objectives. So that way um, we make sure that they are using their language to, to learn the new material. A classroom teacher is definitely an expert in grade level expectations for reading, writing, speaking, listening, math, science, social studies, so much more social emotional learning. Um, whereas an ENL teacher is definitely um, very skilled in vocabulary and grammar teaching um, and bringing that into mainstream lessons that actually value all learners. So anywhere there's gaps in anyone's knowledge, they will benefit from an ENL teacher. Classroom teachers um, a lot of times know how they prefer to teach, so I prefer to ask my counterparts what time would be best, what would be the most effective way for me to push in to provide that integrated service that where we work together. How can we benefit all the students in the room? Because I'm, I, yes, I do focus on my learners, but all learners benefit from my instruction, and I know that as well. The classroom teacher definitely gives report card grades and comments, but the ENL teacher also is usually involved in the process. They are asked for feedback on what they collaboratively teach, and it's important to compare data, compare feedback, compare notes on these students come together and talk. And when can this be done? That's, that's the hugest question of all. Um, 
weekly emails sometimes work. Um, I personally find when the students are working, talking with the co-teacher is best. Um, and just getting on the same page. Okay, we're, we're talking about this. Okay, here's where some knowledge gaps will be. This is what we need to watch out for. Um, we need to be careful with idiomatic expressions or, you know, actually teach those idiomatic expressions. Um, both teachers are able to cl translate class materials. There's a very easy method using Google Docs. And sometimes um, both teachers can scaffold tests or quizzes to the L's proficiency level, depending on what they need, using synonyms that are more tier one vocabulary, whatever the student needs. Each student is an individual, but both teachers are focused on the data and using that data to drive instruction. Both teachers are experts in instructional strategies. Both teachers are working together so that all students grow and develop. Both teachers can provide whole group, small group, and or individual instruction. And the biggest thing is that both teachers are sharing the materials so that way if you have an entering student, you can pre-teach the vocabulary. If you are, have emerging students, you can provide vocabulary lists with pictures um, to support the students as they're growing and developing. If you have transitioning students um, or any of the entering emerging, you might provide sentence frames, sentence starters for um, conversations and help them to stay focused on um, using the academic vocabulary and not being tripped up by the surrounding. I was recently taking a graduate level class through the Professional Development Institute and one paragraph in this curriculum really stuck out to me. Um, the class was Embracing Diversity and Equity Through Culturally Responsive Teaching. And the statement was that teachers and students need to be co-constructors of knowledge, meaning teachers must be willing to give up some autonomy in order to forge a new path together. This quote really made me think not only teachers and students working together to be um, co-collaborators, but also co-teachers, you know, ENL teachers and classroom teachers working together. We, we do give up some autonomy to forge this new path together. And this can be scary for some teachers. So many teachers are entrenched in the mindset of being that sage on the stage. Um, and so having a, an ENL teacher um, integrate into your classroom is a challenge because, because to fully utilize that person, you're pushing beyond the ordinary. You're pushing beyond what you already know, all right? Many times it is uncomfortable. It is, you are uncertain how to transition to kind of becoming that guide on the side or, you know, as the Danielson's rubrics go from level three to level four. Um, and the first step really is to be afraid to, uh, excuse me, to not be afraid to admit your own vulnerability, we can say, I don't know, or oops, I made a mistake. And these are truly teachable moments and will empower students to take up this mantle of learning. When these moments happen, because it always will, it's okay to admit out loud that you don't know the answer and then have the students actually look up information, draw into their, in their background knowledge. 
And the same is true with co-teaching. It's okay to look up the seven models from Dove and Honingsfeld of co-teaching. It's okay to read a book and push yourself and see how can we utilize these two people in the same room. So I'm going to leave you with three important questions today. How are you valuing your English language learners' assets? How are you finding out what they already know so that way you can build up from there? Question number two, how are you expecting excellence from every child? How are you supporting them so that they can feel successful, they can feel included in your classroom? And finally, question number three, how are you reflecting on what you're doing? How are you working with others to make sure the children's needs are met? So I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you learned a lot about co-teaching. It's a very important part of my day and actually the spot where I spend the majority of my instructional time. So I know what I do in these settings matters. I want to thank you for joining in, listening to this podcast. If you're interested, please join our community of educators who collaborate to provide streamlined, streamlined, sorry, <laughs> but integrated ENL instruction to build our learners up for independent success in the future. You can find us on Facebook under the Intentional TESOL. Let's work smarter, not harder together, and I'll show you how because I'm the Intentional TESOL.